kind of content we consume too is very fucking different. You know Completely. what I mean? Yeah. Like, so for example, back in the day, you know, I'm like, you guys probably already know this, so I don't want to be a fucking some dickhead trying to explain it to you. But like back in the day, I feel like the networks controlled what kind of content we consumed because you could look at one TV and they chose what got what on there. Yeah. Whereas now, whether it's footy or fucking some dude shitting on the bonnet of a car. That's that's what you're competing with. Yeah, exactly. Because you're scrolling through your feeds and everyone's on their phones. But it's also not it's uh it's whatever you want. Like it's mm. whatever I yeah. want. I don't have to worry about the what Channel Nine or what yep. like codes says on you know for for free to wear TV. Like yep. you can't show a dude shitting on a bonnet. Yeah. I can see that now. I could follow a page Which dedicated is an to it. Absolute travesty. You can't watch that on <laughs> <Yeah>. TV. <laughs> it's that's fantastic what? now that you can, right? It's like what's technology given us the freedom to watch someone shit on a car if I so choose. The tastes are so bespoke that like if you can build an audience in that environment. You're doing really well, right? Yeah. So, like, we always talk about it, man, Tom, right? So, he used to work in radio. Yeah. And people, like, people would have good followings and good audiences, and I'm talking about hosts, right? And then they get dumped the next week. Yeah. All over, right? Whereas mm. if you build an audience yourself, then you're sort of safeguarding yourself from Absolutely. being fucked off. Completely fucked off. Which, yeah. which happens all the time. Well, like, didn't have the following, but <laughs> made redundant only in November. <laughs> which fucking, and they've never recovered. No, they've well, never the recovered. whole place got fucking shut down. Yeah. I was like, oh my yeah. God. All right. Well, maybe radio's not the go. <laughs> anyway, let's fucking get started. You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. All right, welcome to the Hello Sport Podcast, home of unqualified opinion and unwavering bias. The content train, Eddie, 2020, year of the pun of the dribbler, it rolls on. Oh, gaining momentum. Yeah, it is gaining, gaining momentum. Gaining momentum. Like a snowball rolling down a mountain. I mean, you what, will. you're getting two a week, pun of the dribbler. Two a week. Minimum. Tell you what, we need an intern because editing, editing's a fucking nightmare. But... We've got Dan and Kemp on the show, ladies and gentlemen. And before I introduce him, we do this, Dan, and with our guests. Yep. We do a Wikipedia intro, and oh, you feel no. free to correct anything that I may get wrong, because okay. this is the extent of the research here. Hey, I'm in the same research team, trust yeah. me. Trust me. <laughs> it could all be spot on, but look, Dan and Kemp is a former Australian professional rugby league footballer, played in the 2000s and 2010s. That makes you sound old. Uh, and is best known for his stints in the National Rugby League. Kemp's position of choice was on the wing. He played in the NRL for the Brisbane Broncos, New Zealand Warriors, and the St. George Dragons. He also had a brief stint in rugby union in 2011, playing for Southern District in the Shoot Shield competition. He is also... Maybe more notably now known as the host of the Locker Room Podcast, the the content creator behind Bloke in a Bar on Instagram, and also the Bloke in a Bar bar in Broadbeach in Queensland. Denon, thank you for coming on and welcome to the show. Mate, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, the intro, yeah, it's... Uh a few things. I didn't play for the Dragons. I was just in a squad. Okay. And as an NRL player, it's very disrespectful to say you're a first grader <laughs> when you weren't. Um, and it was a terrible year in my life, to be quite honest. <laughs> okay. One we'd like to wipe from the record. Yeah, so just delete it. Okay, no. sweet. Um, no, so I was in the squad. Shoot shield. That was also a terrible time. I feel like a lot of my NRL career was a terrible time in my life. And there was only a few good years where I played some good footy. So. Well, let's just... But we'll quickly want to give you a, a Hello Sport uh, yes. corduroy. Oh, midnight blue, midnight corduroy blue, baby. Party. I don't wear hats, but for you boys... No, no, no. Just, you're now officially a member. I feel like it accentuates the schnoz the hat because yeah. you've got a you've got a, like a, a what's the word a scale. Oh, okay. Well, so you look, don't want a scale. It's further out than your nose, which yeah, is it's at a least scale. Positive. So, like, if I people... think you look quite dashing. Oh, I appreciate that. <laughs> Maybe I'll let the missus know that I'm wearing hats from now on. Yeah, you have now become a hat guy. Um, well, let's just continue on what we were just talking about there, though, in terms of the that time in your career. Well, let's just talk career straight off. What I 
always thought, uh, you know, you sort of came on the scene and you were a great player. And then when we were sort of doing our research, I only see you played like 40-odd games. Yeah. What actually happened? Because you certainly were a far better player than a 46-game player. What, what, what was your retirement? What, what happened? It's it's a weird thing because I, I, don't get me wrong, I do feel like I was better than a 42-game player, mm. which fucking stings me that I have that number because that's the actual... At the time that I retired... That is the average game of NRL. NRL yeah, I was gonna uh, say that so when average. I looked it up. I looked <laughs> so fucking average. Bro. When I looked it up, I said forty-two, and I that rang in my head. I yeah. was like, I know that number, bro. That so fucking hurts me, man. Yeah. But what happened? One more game. Just give me fucking <laughs> one more game. Um, it's it's a mixture of two things. For example, because my post career has been, you know relatively successful very successful you being modest Pe- <laughs> well, well let's see how we go I could be broke next week let's see how the beer fucking goes first week <laughs> um, but because it's been relatively successful I think it's put a bit of a magnifying glass on my career if you know what I mean so like yeah. more people go and look at it more people remember that I did it whereas there's been plenty of good first graders that have played 40 50 games but then they kind of you know do their own thing and they're not in the spotlight anymore so I definitely think that's helped my career where people have like focused on the good years but what happened essentially is I just when it got tough, I didn't grow up playing footy. I played soccer till I was 17. Yeah. So when I um, when it got tough and I needed to do the hard yards in the sense of like coach changes, play reserve grade, you know, just do it for the love of it. I really struggled with that. I, like, unless I was playing first grade, I would struggle essentially. Like let's say I'm playing Q Cup, I would be like, I don't want to be here. This is fucked. Like yeah. not, not, not to the boys, not to the players, whatever. But a lot of players do struggle with that because it's like... a it's not a professional environment in the sense of you're not walking into fucking Suncorp Stadium. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. so it's very hard to mentally... Whereas like when you're younger, you're willing to go through that grind and also you don't know anything different until mm. you make your debut. Um, and so a mixture of, you know, many things like injuries, a few deals that were, you know, I guess you could say I was screwed over by certain people or whatever. But at the end of the day, underlying all of that, if I had the love for the game, I think I could have pushed through that stuff. Um, and also I got to an age where I was like, I feel like, you know, I'm relatively well educated. You know, my family. A lot of footy players are from really rough areas, mm. so they don't have things to look at and be like, "I can be that." Mm. Yeah. Whereas my brother, he's like the youngest medical director in the country. My sister oh, is like chief editor. Well, she was chief editor, um, Who magazine, and then like for all the magazines there. Jesus. So I had like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're fucking. I mean, they're way more successful than I am at the moment, but. And so, like, I had things to look at in my family. Examples. Yeah, and be like, there is something out there for me after footy. Like, yeah. I have the, like, unless I'm just some fucking ugly duck. Like, I am an ugly duckling, but the black swan, <laughs> sorry, wrong metaphor. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so unless I'm the black swan, I feel like I, you know, as long as the apple didn't fall too far from the tree, I could potentially do something good. Yeah. And so, I always had that in the back of my head. And then another, like, nail in the coffin was all the CTE stuff because oh, really okay. yeah absolutely like don't like I don't want this to make this you know sound like I was sitting there going watching fucking Will Smith <laughs> yeah, yeah, going yeah. Oh, I'm done I'm fucking <laughs> done watching the movie what's yeah. it called again concussion yeah, yeah, like, yeah Willie? it's called concussion yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah literally <laughs> Willie you've done me I'm yeah, so yeah. oh yeah, bro I'm so concussed I don't even remember the fucking name of it, <laughs> CTE um, but yeah like I, that was just kind of like it added to it because I you know again I'm not saying I'm fucking Einstein or anything but I, I my intellect was something I valued quite you know strongly yeah. yeah and so that along with the fact that i already played 
43 in our games. Can we put in Wiki 43? Like yeah, dude, we, I we change they, Wikipedia all the time. Yeah, we, we're constantly just throwing shit in, changing people's <laughs> Let's just nicknames. put 43. I don't want to be average. They've got a lot now. I thought they said 46, actually. Nah, 42. Oh, I was 42. Yeah, oh, well, yeah, I mean, yeah. we'll have to go. I mean, Wiki's not always correct. No, that's true. <laughs> that's actually probably a good... You well, like as, long as, you, as long as you put a source in, just just yeah. use us as the source. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We'll get it through the camera. <laughs> just to touch on the concussion quickly, was there... Did you get hectic knocks in your career or were you suffering from, you know, um, concussions or from headaches or any of that uh, stuff or was it just the the information the news that started to come out yeah I mean that? it wasn't too bad like it's I'm not some I'm not Jason Tamalolo fucking rocking it up in the middle like yeah. let's be clear here I'm a winger doing absolutely fucking nothing but it's man it's a, but you it, know, is, it is a real concern it is for a, anyone yeah, I think it is footy. absolutely a concern so like anyone that wants to downplay it is just not being honest mm. um, you know our brains were not meant to take that kind of impact it's not like a, a woodpecker's brain that is, is specifically designed <laughs> even though my face looks like a woodpecker <laughs> like if there's one brain that suits a woodpecker's head it's mine <laughs> <laughs> But, but but it's our brains aren't meant to move, and so essentially even soccer players are getting it uh, from like headering, from headering balls. Ball, yeah, yeah. So there are some kind of research that suggests that. But the problem with CTE is that you can't see the damage until someone's dead mm. to study their brain. Yeah. And so I mean, you just got to look at some of those ex NRL players. Like they really struggle. Like they're slurring. Their, like look at boxers. They're slow. Their words. They're yeah. punchy. Um, and so to say that it isn't a problem is incorrect i think everything the nrl is doing now whatever their intention is it to save themselves from suing i don't know who, who cares about the intention mm. the end result is they're trying to do something to stop ct i think it is a really good idea um, especially like young men between 18 and 30 year, years old they don't give a fuck about their body they think no. they're invisible yeah it's not until you get to 40 50 where you start going i care about being able to rem remember kids names yeah exactly you know um so that was just like the nail in the coffin again i don't want to make it sound, it wasn't a big Factor, but it was part, it was a contributing factor. It was factor. a factor. It was an a factor. Like you know, what's the difference between forty NRL games and seventy NRL games, other than the fact that I'm not an average NRL player? So, so you just, but so you just called it quits at some point. You went, you know what, Mate, fuck it. Like I just, yeah, I, I quit. The Broncos called me up. They, they basically said, look, can you, do you want to come back and play? To be honest, I'd literally just broken up for a bender. I'm not going to lie, and it was an actual bender, not just like you know, yeah. like pretend bender. Like, no, oh yeah, no, no. we drunk, we slept, and then we got on the drink yeah. again. Like, fucking that's, turn it. That's yeah, not that's a, not a bender. bender. Let's no. let's set some parameters uh, yeah, around. Come on. a bender here. Let's get respect back in the bender name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, like I feel like it's where people say that's amazing. You've really watered down the word amazing. Yeah, the word amazingly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. no, I'm with you there. I'm yeah, bender with backbone. Yeah, it was a bender with backbone. It was a strong bender with a capital B. Okay. Um, so it was at least two nights without sleep. Yeah, Love that. woke up proper. And had a, yeah, proper bender. Um, a rugby league bender, if I can say that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd hate to stereotype, but, but yeah, you know, yeah, actually, stereotypes exist for a reason. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I I got a missed call from the Broncos, and I was like, at this point, I'd completely quit. Like, I'm pulling beers behind some bar, just doing nothing, pretty much. Not there's nothing wrong with that. Being a bar owner. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, so I'm, I just like I had no purpose. I was just like whatever. Like end of footy, just enjoying myself. Was that a stressful thing? Nah, not at all. So it you was, kind of it was a relief. Thing. It was like a relief because you just do whatever you want. Whereas yeah. like footy, you, there's there's constant restrictions and restraints on anything that you do. Yeah. Every decision is kind of confined in like, can I do this? You know, I've got to train on Monday. Blah mm -hmm. blah blah. Whereas like, you know, you can do whatever you want. Had a missed call from the Broncos, went back to the Broncos, and basically, yeah, I um, the four I, game stint. Nah, that that was that was 2010. So 2010, I went back to the Broncos, four games, got back in a fantastic form, broke six ribs, my lung collapsed. Okay, oh, um, okay, yeah, and they kept like trying to rush me back, 
And then, then a new coach came, uh, 2011 came around, signed for a really small contract, was going really well, had the main spot. Ivan Henjak gets the sack. Anthony Griffin comes in. He was the under-20s coach of the Broncos. He had his under-20 guys that he really liked. I got pushed out, basically, like, put in reserve grade and see you later. Went to Union for a bit because I was young and dumb and thought, like, loyalty exists. So I was like, I don't want to play in any other club other than the Broncos. I fucking love you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking moron. What a fucking idiot. Fucking idiot. Oh, my God. What a fuckwit. Maybe you did get concussed, bro. Yeah, oh, my God. Like, what the fuck? Like... What is this, a romance novel? Yeah, you fucking yeah, yeah. moron. And then I went and played rugby union because I couldn't turn my <laughs> back what, on though, like in, yeah. in fairness to you, though, there is, uh, you know, like, you are more idealistic as a young person, mm. I think, in general. So, you know, like, I can see how you might get yourself into that sort of a headspace. Well, it was because I went to the Warriors, didn't work out, went back to the Broncos, and that was like, okay, I'm home. You know, like, I'm home and they value me, even though they kind of screwed me over, but whatever. Um, and you're a Brisbane boy? I'm Gold Coast from okay. the Gold Coast, but like, but the thing is, is I grew up playing soccer, so it's not even like I had fucking a lifetime of supporting the Broncos. By me, that's yeah. how much of a wanker I am. <laughs> I didn't even like footy growing up. I was a soccer player. Yeah. That's what I wanted to talk about as well. Uh, but uh, will we just we'll um, get to that. Yes, we will get to that. Yeah. So anyway, came back to the Broncos 2013 season, like went really well. Like the, again, I'm going to sound like an arrogant wanker, but athletically, I'm I'm really gifted. So if I put my mind to any like anything, I'll be able to play first grade in the NRL or whatever. Because, for example, I went from soccer to NRL. It took me two years to play first grade. I'd only played, like, 50 games of rugby league before I got my debut. Jesus. Um, so, like, that side of things for me is, I've, since I was four, it's been sport, whatever. And so, like, I put my mind to it. Basically, was the best swinger at the club. And I was going to get... But the problem was I came back in the preseason later than everyone else. So, they don't, they don't they're never going to start you because that's disrespectful to the guys that done the whole preseason. Yeah. Anyway, I ended up getting... Um, was kill- it was going really well and then I did I strained my hamstring in round one and basically I strained my hamstring got taken off and then the next round the trainer and I think his intention was that I was so close to coming back to NRL that he was trying to push me maybe not but he was basically implying like I'm soft unless I play the next week <laughs> and so I was like fuck alright went to play the next week boom hammy gone in the warm up I tried to tell him that it was fuck but whatever so again his intention was probably he's gotten word from the head coach he needs to play because he'll probably get a fucking start. Yeah. Came back from the hammy, got named as two, number two, or like maybe around 10 or some shit like that. Um, and when you get named at number two, you're a guaranteed starter. So the, the papers, the news, it all, you know, Denning Camp, 1,000 games, longest period, blah, 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 between, you know, stints or whatever in like to between blank playing first grade. Yeah. And then two days before the game, he calls me into the office. He's like, oh, yeah, Reedy's all good, even though Reedy was supposed to be out for three or four weeks. And then I was like, oh, fuck me, dude. I've talked, like, everyone knows it's been in the paper. Denon's back. My family knows. My friends knows. So embarrassing. Yeah, right. Well, you know that, like, huge achievement in my life? Yeah, that's not happening. Yeah. <laughs> that's not happening. You know all that, everything we went through to get back here? Yeah, yeah that's not happening. Oh, um, <clears throat> so that happened. But the nail in the coffin there was, so he said, Reedy's back, dropped me on one wing, dropped the other winger and put a forward on the wing. Oh, Jesus. So I was like, mate, I'm done here, eh? Like, I'm fucking done. I'm out. I'm yeah. Out. I, in my head, I was just like, fuck this, man. I was already dealing with like, like, I was already mentally, not unstable, but weak in the sense of like, I, this was the last go, you know? Like, yeah. this was the fucking last go. Yeah. There was no like, I'm going to fucking grind this out. I already understood that like, 25 at this stage, um, I've got so much more to offer after footy. I'd already quit footy. I'd already quit it. Yeah. 
so i was like fuck i'm done man and that was basically that that year i just stopped playing just like it was just literally probably the saddest exit from rugby league in history <laughs> well it was i mean it was just one of those ones for me where because like we follow rugby league quite uh well very closely but i was like it was certainly one where i was like oh fuck i didn't realize denon was not playing anymore and you did you would do it well, i think it was when i saw you on the podcast or maybe it was a bit before then yep. and you sort of realized you're out so it was kind of it was a it was a surprise but to you like to your earlier point that would be the case with so many players bro and you just don't remember because like what's the average is 42 games yeah. Nate? maybe it's a couple Let's maybe more change now. it to 41 i think yeah, it's yeah. i think it's been reduced to about 25 yeah, think, yeah. okay sure <laughs> well, yeah. 25 fine but like that so you know when you got cameron smith playing 400 games right and yeah. you've got all these 300 gamers and some 200 gamers that's obviously pushing out the average yeah so there'd be heaps of people who played like a handful of games five games 10 yeah, games there are. 20 games mate you always see like games. where you either see them turn up in like whether it's overseas rugby yep. or something else but you're going holy shit like there was a Remember like Andrew Everingham and I was like, fuck, that guy was like, you, there are like, you can be like a cult for like 25 games in yep. rugby league and then it's just like done. It's like some player. Well, you look Wolfman at, at Manly. Yeah, well, the Wolfman, the Wolfman. Um, but you look at like even the greatest of all time, the one thing they all have in common is they fucking love footy. You mm, know yeah. oh, shit. they would be playing fucking local league in some country town, forum, some young kid coming through, stepping on his fingers, all that kind of stuff. Whereas I feel like sometimes when you see, like even a Jared Hayne to an extent, like yes, he loves footy, but you can tell that he's not the guy rocking up every fucking week just ripping in. Whereas mm. like a Thurston, He's coming every fucking week and just loves, loves it. it. Yeah. Cameron Smith just fucking loves it. Well, that's it. in there in his 400th documentary that was on Fox Sports. Like that's that was what underpinned the whole thing. Cameron loves Since he was a little kid. to play footy. Yeah. He played like, like at eight in the morning as a seven-year-old, and then he was running water yeah. for first grade at the and, end of the and day. That's a, like with a lot of those careers and, and the greatest of all time. Like you look at like so for example, Greg Inglis might be considered one of the greatest of all time, but even Greg Inglis had years where he was just solid. You know, yes. so 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 footy is so violent on the body. Usually, most great, even the greatest back of all time, will have like six out of their ten years will be really good. But they won't go fucking ten years unless they're like Cam Smith, Darren Lockyer, even Thurston at the start of his career. He you know made the grand final two thousand five, had some quiet years, and then it was later on in his career where he really fucking came. Cooper Cronk, mm. that's true. Billy yeah. Slater to an extent got kept out of the, the mm. Queensland side by Carmichael Hunt. So, because our memories are so short and we don't, you know, we constantly live in the now, especially with the news cycle now, yeah. we forget that, like, even the goats have years where they're just solid and sometimes yeah. stay in sides because they're yeah. established. Like, Joey was, <clears throat> Brett Kamali was starting halfback for Australia and, and New South Wales, and Joey's coming off the Crazy. bench. Crazy. Wild to see that, and you're like, holy yeah. shit, that's yeah. right. Kamali was actually a fucking beast, mm. though, wasn't he, back in the day? Um, so, you're saying as well, and this obviously came up in our thorough Wikipedia research, yep. but uh, that you that rugby league was not even your first sort of sport that you... And look, we were sort of talking, talking about this before. We were like, I mean, when you read this, it's like fucking Denham sounded like it was a bit of a prodigy going on here where it was like you were playing soccer in A-league squads. You had rugby league and not just any rugby league team, but the fucking Broncos looking at you, AFL even. Can yeah. I just ask, were you... Like, how do you get a rugby league team coming to A-League to have a look at a player and AFL in the same sense where, like, you've never played either of those sports and shown... So the rugby league was we had a school thing called confraternity. And every and so so I'd grown up with, like, the same 
group of mates since I was like grade seven. We all went to the same primary school, same high school. So they, one of them was like a fucking mad Broncos fan. And so they knew me. And so like when we'd muck around, like athletically, like I, I've, you know, won national titles and sprint, like all that kind of stuff. All that. In, in, gun. in what in, event? Yeah. 800, one state, 100, 200, 400 cross country. <sighs> what, was your, what, was your, what was your 400? Best 400. 400 time. I think I was, I think it would have been like, so the best 400 time, how old are we? Do you fancy yourself as a 400 yeah. run already? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm angling for. Where the fuck did this question come from? Never heard him talk. I, I, I stopped the, I stopped the time quite the young, but I think it was like, I was the first guy in our age group to break 59.9, and it would have been, I think, in grade like, I would have been like 11 or 12. Jeez, that yeah. is crazy. So, for example, at, the Gold, at Gold Coast Athletics, me and my brother still have the exact same records where we've got the exact same times. S -camp, oh, D -camp, really? 104.4. Fastest 100 time in year 11 was 10.7. Oh, uh, my God. 10.7? Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I was... That, Jesus that's all I knew. Christ. That, that's all I knew. That, like, yeah. yeah, that's all Mate, I Mate, that's almost like sprinter career stuff. Well, I mean, so... Uh, you kind of had like, I sound like a fuckwit. No, you don't sound like a fuckwit. You know, know yeah, but like, it was it true? Uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's uncomfortable yeah, so, to talk yeah. about your like, success. Like, the Broncos, like, you're um, a fucking. The only other player in the world with a higher speed at that time was Habana. He had 10.2 meters per second. My top speed was 10 meters per second. And I know that because Dean Benton used to be in rugby union. He was a trainer for us. And so at the time, it was essentially the fastest time at the Broncos. But that was my. That was why I could change any sport because athletically, I might not. You had it. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess you had an athletic, you had an athletic capability. Yeah, that was and so transferable. all the boys that I grew up with, they'd seen that. You know, mm. they they'd watched me go away to these whatever titles and blah blah blah, and so they knew. So basically, there was this thing called confraternity in year eleven and twelve. Year eleven, I lied to them and said that I had soccer. I didn't, and actually, they drove. It was on the Gold Coast this confraternity thing, and they all wanted me to play because like they. Again, I'm going to sound like a wanker, but they wanted to play well and I was their better player or whatever. Like, they knew I would go all right. In which sport is this, sorry? This is rugby league, uh, fraternity. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> anyway, so it was on the Gold Coast and I lied and said I had soccer and the bus drives past me and I'm with my fucking, pretty much my first girlfriend I ever had, walking down to the ice cream store. <laughs> like, you fucking dog. <laughs> <laughs> I had to fucking explain, oh, okay, boys, I didn't have soccer. Yeah. And so the next one, the year 12 rolls around and this was with my grade, so I was a year younger then. So it's a year 12 comp, but some year 11 is play. <clears throat> anyway they were like come bruh come on like you've got to come to this thing I was like I've got nationals for soccer in two weeks I can't afford to you know get injured and so the co the, the teacher and all the boys got together um, they raised money to pay for me to go and I was like alright I'll fucking go I'll get a week off school whatever and so we're sitting at lunch and this is a true story absolute true story all my mates are in a circle everyone's like mate you're good with us but like you won't be as good as like Stephen Michaels and Darius Boyd that are like they're actually footy players and the one massive Broncos fan like diehard his name's Adam Spees diehard fan he goes mate I guarantee you you go to confraternity you get scouted by the Broncos Shit. he absolutely said like he absolutely said that so he we had grown like he was my first best friend like we didn't stay best friends we actually got in a lot of punch-ons but <laughs> we didn't stay <laughs> best, like best friends friend. yeah, Adam best Spears friend. yeah Adam Spears yeah. Um, and so he, he lit like no word of a lie he said those words to me everyone else said nah mate like you're good just like because you fit fast whatever went away to the confro didn't think any, anything of it played my usual game or whatever and um, the first the first day, after the first day, the coach came up to me and said, what would you do if like an NRL club was interested in you? And I was like, I don't know, like whatever. Like, I didn't even think about it. I was literally mm. going to nationals for soccer in two weeks. And just, mm. did you give a fuck about NRL at all at that point? Bro, I didn't even know the positions. Okay. So <laughs> even this when is I made how my little debut, NRL experience Even when I made my debut, I didn't know the forwards, like what they were. <laughs> 
Oh my god! I swear to God, like I just knew. There's the forwards. What the fuck? We're the backs. Like I swear to God. Oh. Anyway, so because like you got to remember, it was only two years that I'd gone in there, and like you don't. I'm not. I, I wasn't a student of the game, so I was like, okay, that's a forward. I did like Lock and like 11, 12, and thirteen to me were just like, okay, that's the fucking not the front rowers. Sequential numbers. Is yeah, all pretty much. <laughs> And so, yeah, we went away and they won this thing called play with the most potential because we were in the B. That's like, that's how bad the, the standard was. Our front row was 85 kilos. Like, it was shocking. I scored like, I was scoring like four or five tries a game. It was shocking. Like, yeah. shocking. I would dream to have that sort of a success in any sort of <laughs> four or five tries a game. Imagine just the feeling of being so fucking fast and being able to do that. <laughs> um, and so at the end of the year, won this thing. And this is at the time where you couldn't speak to another player if you were signed with another club before a certain de- deadline or whatever. And I got the player with the most potential. I actually got real sick on the last day. So I went up there, got the award, didn't say anything. I shook hands with Ivan Hanjak, didn't know who he was. No idea who he was. And, and anyway, took it home. And so they're like, oh, with this, we want you to come to this development camp. I was like, yes, yeah, sweet, whatever. I honestly didn't care. Like, did not care. Went home, told my parents about it. They rang up, um, somehow got a hold of Wayne. So they rang the Broncos. They said, look, you've got this young kid. You've offered him a development thing. We just want to let you know, we don't know anything about rugby league. We don't know how it works. He's a soccer player. He's with the Queensland Raw right now. Um, and they're going into the A-League next year. So we don't know. And this is a first that they had heard that I wasn't a footy player. So they said, we want him at the next camp. It's the elite camp. This is all the young guys they think are going to go through and do something. Please bring him down to the next camp as soon as possible. So that was in like... So I went to the Nationals for soccer, kind of injured my ankle, got sweet, went to the elite camp. Um, and after the first elite camp, they said, look, we want you a part of our uh, under-19s Broncos side. And I was like, look, I've got to go speak to the Raw because I'm with the Raw right now. And then... Were you contracted to them? Or is nah, it just... Soccer's not like... Maybe it's like that now because the, the A-League wasn't in there yet then. So there's no... I mean, there was a, like a, a registration, but like not yeah. really a contract. Went to the Raw and they just said, look, you... Because at this time, I think I was 16 and I was in the reserve grade for their A-League side. So that's like... It's like a 16-year-old playing Q-Cup, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and so they said, look, you'll, be, you'll play first. You'll play A-League in you know, one or two years, but it's totally up to you what you want to do. And then at this stage, A-League, uh, sorry, AFL had heard about a young kid that could transfer to both. An elite throbber on the yeah, rise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a young prodigy with promise. <laughs> and Shervington so, speed. <laughs> not his cock, though. Shervington not cock? His cock. Not his well, cock. No, absolutely. Oh, the opposite. The Shervo slow-mo video is one of the, the great videos. One of the great uh, moments in Australian yeah. sport. It is an iconic Australian moment. Yeah, Let's yeah, be real here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, so we had a fucking... So AFL, like we want to meet him. So I had a meeting with the AFL and this was the Brisbane Lions representative of the AFL. And they said, basically... If you come with us, we will train you full-time, one-on-one for six months so that you can go to the draft and, and essentially be fast-tracked to the draft. And my dad was sitting there quiet as stinging because he's a massive <laughs> AFL fan. Really? But he didn't want to say anything to push me to anything. And he was I could just tell he was like, he wanted to say so bad, son. You be. He always says to me, fucking every day I see him, mate, you would have been a fucking great midfielder. <laughs> would have been a great, <laughs> great on-baller, son, mate. <laughs> you would have been a great fucking midfielder, mate. Um, anyway, so he, he was stinging. And, and so the, on, honestly, the, the decision was the Broncos, um, you know, it's the Broncos at the time and they might still be but they were the number one sporting franchise in the country period. they still are yeah. Yeah. they still are and so that was one thing that I was like no it's the fucking Brisbane Broncos another thing was I had a really good memory 
sitting at my dar's knee and he was a massive Broncos fan watching Steve Renoff. Um, and so that was another positive thing. And then the third thing was that rugby league was the easiest game. Like there's no doubt about it. It's it's hard physically, like as in, you know, the damage you do on your body. But when it comes to skill set, especially as a winger and a fullback, catch and run, essentially. Mm, like yeah. and reading defense, but kind of, I mean, a little is still. How are you under the high ball? <clears throat> Sweet. Um, I mean, relatively small. Like, I'm a bit bigger now, but when I was playing, I was relatively small. So smaller wingers are usually pretty good under the high ball. Like, you know, what you what you can't do as a big winger, you make up for it in being safe and whatever, usually. Anyway, so, yeah, I decided to go to the Broncos. My first training. So I rocked up and they're like, we don't want you with the under-19s. We want you with our Clydesdale's reserve grade squad. <clears throat> first session, sitting around. These are all the young guns like coming out of school, like all the 18-year-olds that have made Queensland through school, everything. We're going through like a circle and the reserve grade coach, John Dixon. John Dixon goes, he's going through everyone and he's like, you're ready for reserve grade. You're ready for reserve grade. Every single person, he said, you're ready for reserve grade. Got to me. He's like, you're not ready for reserve grade. <laughs> Only person he said that to. First oh session. Oh my God. It's brutal. Seems a little unnecessary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you could have just said, you're already, you're not. Like individually, fucking 30 blokes. You're already, yeah, yeah. man. I've, you're also, ready. I've also literally just heard about this sport. Like maybe cut me some fucking slack. Yeah. <laughs> and so the first session, and no word of a lie, the first session, I did we're on the diamond pads so this is just pads this is just warm up tackles this is nothing this is not the fucking concussion shit nothing um, I did two tackles one each side had to stop because I had nothing there and I'd never tackled before because a week before my old sprinting coach that loved footy he was the only connection we had to footy so we didn't know some footy coach you could ring up and be like hey bro how do you tackle yeah we rang him up like look Denon doesn't know how to tackle so my brother you rang your sprint coach yeah yeah so we go down to Pizzy Park <laughs> on the Gold Coast and my brother the poor can you say cunt you say yeah I fucking know the poor cunt um, he comes down with me and so he's the guy that used to train the, the coach is the guy that used to train me for all the like the states and the nationals whatever he gives me this book like you know fucking old school like Wally Lewis and all this shit <laughs> never read it <laughs> Literally did not open the. What once. a Wally Lewis guide too. Yeah, like, so it literally probably had the secret to immortality yeah, in there. Yeah, and I yeah. fucking the guide know. to being the king, yeah. the emperor. And so my brother comes down with me, and he's like, "All right, Cern." My brother's name's Cern. Very strange name. I get it. Anyway, so my brother he makes my brother run straight on an angle and makes and trying to teach me how to tackle yeah. neither of us have never played before and so my brother's just getting fucking tackled on the ground for nothing and I got no idea where to put my head what to do whatever and that was like a week before I had to go to the Broncos so I've got this contract with the Broncos and I, I don't know that nothing that is wild and um that is shocking to me, mate. <laughs> That's like cramming for a test, but it's like this test. No, but it's is a the, test with consequences, yeah, mate. Like get it professional, get it wrong, and get a rampaging fucking front rowers needy and to your face. But quite a, it's quite a. That's a, a remarkable story, and th- like you were so talented, and I know you're very humble, and you don't like us sort of. You well, know, get. I mean, a few more beers, I'll fucking. Yeah, I'll tell you everything you yeah, want. Yeah, take your shirt off and do the rest of the podcast shirtless, but. To be able to to be in like to be so sort of coveted by all these sporting franchises that it's like the Broncos are literally just going look I don't know what this cunt can do but he's fast as fuck and he looks good <laughs> and so you're like having to quickly cram and like learn how to tackle with your brother who it was a lot of people say this with like an older brother do you think like having an older brother made you better because Absolutely. it's like you're constantly competing I wasn't better than him but he 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 paved the way you know? yeah. so he actually had a contract offer from Nottingham Forest uh, in the Premier League did he really yeah, yeah. Yes. so he went over to England so he like, so we were both soccer players full soccer players mm. he went over to England for that um, and he, he, he got over there and 
basically, yeah, he got the contract offer from Nottingham Forest and he essentially just said, look, I, I don't think this is what I want to do. Like, I don't want to be in England doing this. I don't want to... And that was another factor. At the time, to go big in soccer, you had to go overseas. Yeah, for sure. And so, like, you well, the, you're still kind still of... Still to a degree. Exactly, exactly. Right. Where you got the Broncos, biggest sporting franchise in the country, offering you an opportunity. You, you know what? Fuck, I'll try this for a year or two. If it doesn't work out, boom, straight back to A-League. So that's what it was. Yeah, it that was, was the, a huge factor okay, as well. Yeah. Um, it, like it definitely helped the situation mm. um, and so my brother had gone on and he basically went over there and so I'm, I'm sure subtly or subconsciously this played a, a part in the decision but he'd gone over there and said look I'm gonna I don't want to do this I want to come home went back went came back home studied business for six months got high distinctions and then went straight into medical school and so like that in my head was like okay well he went over there and like you know didn't enjoy it or whatever like maybe i won't or whatever so that was a, a bit of a factor Does that, was well. that was that also another example an example for you from him going like fuck man like it's not all about sport or footy like you can just bounce if you if you don't enjoy it yeah um at that stage mate honestly i was a fucking sports player no matter what like yeah. the, it's it's hard to explain um without sounding like a wanker but like in my head from fucking as as long as i can remember that i thought about this there was no other like there was no future where i wasn't a professional athlete like even in year seven and it, it's the whole cliche story like you know if i could said i was going to be a pro whatever um but even in year seven, I said to my principal, I was in detention, fucking scallywag. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and he just said, he said, well, you know, mate, you got to pull your head in. Like, what are you going to do when you get older? You got to blah, blah, blah. The whole speech. I said, mate, I'm going to be a professional athlete. Like, he said, look, mate, what are the chances of that? <laughs> and again, I don't... I'll show you, mate. Yeah, you fucking little shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but again, it's like, I'm sh- like, the thing is, his intentions were pure. Like, you know, what of are course. the chances yeah, of yeah. fucking that? You know, what are slim. the chances? Um, but, Very you know, slim. So that's just... A, a, evidence that like from a very young age like there was just nothing there's nothing else in my head yeah. like, even this whole fucking thing that's happening now for me with the, this like this was never envisioned whereas no. a sporting thing was envisioned yeah. like that was you know it was just that was the way it, professional sport was the way it was and i don't give a fuck what anyone else says your your siblings included like you're, you're a very accomplished set of siblings did your parents instill that in you did were they an example for you yeah uh, in doing that like what is there anything you can sort of put it down to just having like three mate honestly it was like so my dad worked years for catholic education so he's for example when i like tell him like big things like i told him this like massive news when it comes to the beer and that and this is fuck any dad would be like fuck me well done yeah the first thing he said was like mate i don't give a fuck as long as you're a good person really he said as long as you're a good person so he worked for 40 years for brisbane catholic education with like a lot of the disabled kids and that and some mm. of the indigenous everything like so his whole focus is you know so it's not like i had this ambitious fucking ceo dad going out um but in on the flip side of that and he tells me every fucking time i see him also he's got the record <laughs> for the least sick days at brisbane catholic education <laughs> in 40 years he had two sick days in 40 years <laughs> And you know who's looking up the record? Your old man. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and every day he's just kidding. You know what I mean? Fucker. Trawling through the records. Mate, absolutely. Yeah. And he has the gall, the absolute gall to say, one of those fucking days wasn't even a sick day because I told him about the bloody... I had surf life-saving. I told him it was a sports day and they still stung me for a sick day. So it's filthy about that sick day. But <laughs> So, like, when it comes to work ethic, like that's where we got it from but I think it's also like this you know the motherly side of like the confidence and the you can do anything like my dad always used to say we'll support you in anything but as long as you have a crack mm-hmm. if you're not having a crack we're not supporting you um, and yeah and literally the only other thing he would say to us is every fucking time he would just say just turn up 
just keep turning up and he fucking turned up for 40 years of <laughs> yeah it's hard when he's only had two sick days to ever get anything out this, of him in that this state. is before okay so sorry this is before all the um you know the research with like cold therapy and all that kind of shit yeah, yeah. he'd wake up at 4 30 every morning because he, he would drive an hour and a half to work and then an hour and a half oh, see, so he's a hard worker oh, right mate. so you've got that he'd wake up every morning in this shit gym rusty way it's like yeah, at, down the bottom of our house like tear it like the worst gym in the history of mankind you just hear him going, hiss, 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 doing weights. He's like, just, we always say, oh, I want Jeff Core because he's got a real mad, like, thick core. And so always like, say to my brother, I mean, I'll fucking love to have Jeff Core. Um, anyway, he would go every morning and have a cold shower intentionally. Like, just, it's it's almost uh, like a disrespect to everyone. Like, uh, fuck you. Yeah, your cold showers are in big time, whereas he yeah. was probably doing it like, this is I'm a ago. fucking animal. He's like David yeah. Goggins before David Goggins. Yeah, 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 like that yeah, guy yeah. just like, David Goggins like, modelled himself absolutely. on your old man. Jeff. Absolutely. Yeah. I want Jeff Cole. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's the kind of man he was. He just disciplined and never complained. i never seen him complain once. Really? And so I think like that, you know that he instilled that in us and then the mum gave us this, you know the mum like she's some fucking <laughs> random person yeah. Yeah. our, our mum gave us very like a lot of love a lot of like confidence and so I think it's not necessarily like there's easy ambitious crazy whatever I think it's just like that when you talk about that very good balance of like mother and father I think we just got that to be honest mm. Lovely. Do you ever feel yeah, steroids? Yeah, well, that's also yeah, I mean, that's I mean, good. At an early age, yeah. I think steroids are appropriate for any growing child. Uh, mate, I don't mean any disrespect by this, but do you ever feel underfulfilled or unfulfilled in terms of your sporting career? So, oh, like, absolutely. You're, you know, you've pretty much explained that you were like one of a fucking serious prodigy. You played the, the 42 games neat, which is the average, but do you ever feel like you had more to offer or you oh, should have done more or maybe you should have stayed with soccer because, you know, look where it is now. And how old are you now at the moment? 32. So, you mean, you, you potentially could, could still, still be, be playing? Yep. Um, yeah. Oh, absolutely, man. Like, that's like, it's just a, that's just one of those things that I'll have to deal with. Like, every, when I think about it, I'll be like, man, you could have been so much better than you were. But I'm also of the mind that, like, I am where I am now and I fucking love it mm. yeah. and who if I played 200 NRL games would I be about to launch a beer and have a big following online like, I, I don't know maybe 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 I could have been bigger I don't know we, we just don't know no um, but it, there's this one moment that I think about all the fucking time um, especially when I'm lying in bed at night <laughs> a tear is slowly trickling down my face <laughs> now there's one moment I think about all the time and, I, and I'm probably reading way too much into this so it's 2008 the Queensland needed a new winger and Lockyer had even come out in an article and said who knows he may potentially get the wing spot and this is when Darius Boyd came to the thing anyway so I'm at the Normby and Mal Meninga's there and essentially so I'm, I'm with some lovely young ladies I treating guess. them respectfully I of hope course. so of Absol- course. I mean the utmost respect absolute well, gentlemen from your upbringing I assume yeah, that's yes, the obviously, only obviously, way obviously um, yeah, and so I was with them and I think I looked across the room and the boys were together and I was with the girls and Mal Meninga was over there and he looked at me and I looked at him and I got rattled and intimidated and I wanted to go over and shake his hand and I fucking didn't and I was with the girls and I always wonder, did that make me not get selected for things on that side? You know what I mean? Like I'm always like... Like, did he think, like, okay, he's not one of the boys. He's yeah. not with the boys right now. He didn't come and shake my hand. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't show him the respect yeah, that maybe yeah. he deserved. Like, definitely Kiss deserved. the ring. Have yeah, you... just that kind of mutual blokey thing. Yeah, like, no, I get you. Mal where it's like, g'day, Mal, how you doing? Yeah, yeah. Still yeah. arrogant young guy. Like, and well, it's Mal. Yeah. 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 And so, I, I mean, look, I'm, 
99.9% sure I'm reading way too much into this and he probably doesn't even remember it and you know what maybe he didn't even fucking look at me I don't fucking know <laughs> maybe it wasn't even Malmanek yeah, yeah. yeah I was fucked up I don't know <laughs> but yeah I just I remember that moment I was always like wonder like if I had to come over and shook his hand because like I never even made the fucking emerging squad yeah mm. um, and so but if you got someone like Lockie singing your yeah, well, he said he could make. Uh, I mean, I've got a literally. A, my, when you walk in the door, it says he could have made the Queensland side. It's <laughs> a quote. Yeah, it's a quote. And it's got Lockie's head next to it. Uh, <laughs> you should put that in the podcast studio. <laughs> um, have you ever Have you ever felt the need to reach out to, to Big Mal and just go, "Listen, mate, can mate, you just put this to bed?" Yeah, this, <laughs> I I've spent too many sleepless nights running through this in my head. I need to fucking know one way or the other, mate. <laughs> right, yeah, he probably doesn't remember. It's a genuine thought in my head, like. It generally rattles me. I'm like, it was a like. It, I mean, I've been a I've been a shit bloke plenty of times, but it was a situation where I was just like, I wasn't a fucking Aussie bloke. They just went, you know what? There's a fucking idol of the game. Go and shake the cunt's hand. Say good day. I got rattled yourself. and was like, fuck me, that's Mal Meninga. Yeah, which and you can be forgiven for, in fairness. Future immortal of the time. Yeah. Like a lot of people, it's you know, it's hard to explain, but you got from the outside looking in people don't understand like I didn't know anything about footy I didn't know the culture like for the first few years I really struggled to fit in with everyone because mm. I didn't know fuck bro we, we used to have to call our coaches sir have if we didn't have a water bottle with us wait we in rugby league thoughts. no in soccer in oh, soccer shit you had to call your coaches sir sir if we didn't have a water bottle with us we got fined um, we weren't allowed to wear thongs like this, this it's completely. Oh, I just feel like soccer can't afford to be that strict in this country. Like, what the fuck is going on? Completely opposite to rugby league. <laughs> well, like, yeah, exactly. if, you, if, you, if you're not seen with a pair of fucking thongs on and a yep. beer instead of a water bottle, and if you said sir, you'd be fucking flogged. So that's a, that's a huge culture shock. Oh, it, mate, it was so dramatic. Like, I remember that one time we were sitting in a big circle, and one of the boys like, was talking about what he did on the weekend. And I don't know why I spoke. Like, absolutely, I don't know why I spoke up. We're in a circle and I was like, you actually did that on the weekend. And everyone burst out laughing. They're like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> and bro, that actually happened. <laughs> and like, I was a fucking outcast for at least three or four oh, weeks. Mate. Shit. Uh, oh, that's, that's tough. That yeah. is tough. You Who sort did... of feel sorry for your younger self. Like, you know, you're just a kid mate, in this sort of situation. It honestly, probably, I, it probably took until I came back to the Broncos from the Warriors to go, you know what? Fuck it. Meet fire with fire. Because I, initially I thought, look, you just be nice enough to everyone and they'll fucking come around. Yeah. But it wasn't like that for you. You need to kind of like bite back. So like, oh, yeah, sweet. Yeah, sweet. Yeah. I mean, Berrigan came up to me one um, I'd already been playing first grade he came up to me in the Normby once we are both you know slightly intoxicated and he just said mate I don't care how weird you are you fucking play good footy and we all like you now and I was like and this I've fucking been playing first grade I was like okay so that's opposed to not liking me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, what can we do about the weird part <laughs> I mean I'll take it I'll yeah, take no, it, no, I'll take it. it. Okay. I love the like the expression of rugby league emotion is yeah. just sort of so like listen mate you're not yeah, you might be fucking weird but you're playing good footy and you're like I and now so. we like you yeah. of that. that's the most lovely thing you've ever said to me yeah, and, and you know what as weird as weird as, it, weird as it is like that's the point I was like I felt I felt elation I was, I was stoked the boy like me yeah but again like people don't understand like there's a footy side i have to learn but there's also the culture side that you know Fully. there is a footy culture uh but as a dribblers today's episode brought to you by good day 
the fastest selling multivitamin of all time. Do I have data to back that up? No, I don't. That's a vibe-based thing. Big shout out to the, the dribblers that are already uh, on it. It's it's changing lives. I think 207 reviews, five star, all of them at begoodhealth.com.au. If you need uh, to hear it straight from the dribbler's mouth, go and read them because it's been described multiple times as life-changing. As we explained last week, we are currently uh, taking pre-orders only as we are out of stock because it's sold way quicker than anyone could have possibly expected, which we fucking love you all for. We are taking pre-orders. It'll be back in stock later this month, and if you are a subscriber, you will be getting the goods you have not been forgotten about. Begoodhealth.com.au, code dribbler for 20% off. We love you. Punters and Dribblers, the podcast is always brought to you by the betting platform of choice over here, and that is Neds. Neds, baby. Neds. That's it. Number one in Australia, in our opinion, nay the world, nay the universe, nay the multiverse. Now, if you want to follow Tom and I and our mate Guru and our mate Sebo, I mean, I think Tobler's on there, but who cares about that? The Profiles tab, Ed, it's uh, an innovation by Neds where you can go and you can see what people are betting on. It is essentially accountability in app form. Well, it's accountability personified. Correct. Uh, There's also obviously the About Even group in there where everyone's sharing their own bets, giving each other shit having a laugh, having a chuckle, having a Paul Rahihi. That's a rugby league reference that some may not get. But no, I don't. liked it. Now, you win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Buy a six-pack of Big Day Rosé at hellosport.shop. What are we doing month of May? Because we are working our way through the remainder of the, uh, the most recent vintage. Got a couple left that we want to get rid of before we then turn all of our attention to the end of the year. Just feeling generous, Tom. We're feeling generous, and it's a t- it's it's sale time. We just thought, fuck it. If you buy a case and you use the code MANLY, you get 50 bucks off the case. There if you, you buy go. two cases, you get 100 bucks off. Yep. You get what I'm trying to say? Go to hellosport.shop, bang, rosé on there, code MANLY, 50 bucks off a case. Pretty fucking generous if you ask me. But we love the punter and we love the dribbler and we're just like, let's get this vintage out there to the people that yeah. want it most. Let's get it in the gullets of the nation. That's right. Gull it up. Um, and you do need to get to know it, especially when you're so ingrained in a like very Eurocentric, Eurocentric, if that is a word, apologise. I believe not. it is. Yeah, we'll just, we, let's check Wiki. Let's yeah, check yeah, Wiki. We'll whack it in uh, there. No, we'll just make it a word. <laughs> yeah. That's what we but is, it's yeah. like, soccer is very like, it's dominated by a lot of English people like from, uh, like, England, obviously, England. they're from England, obviously. <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, I mean... Well, let's Google that together. one as well. I'm not sure about that. Let's just check Wikipedia. Um, you know, a lot of, like, it's... it that they kind of dominate the culture. So it's a very, very fucking different, different culture. Right. Yeah. Until I decided, you know, you know what, fuck it. I'm just going to embrace it. I'm just going to fucking... Not, not play a part, not at all, but just embrace that side of me. Yeah. Because there is another side of me that, you know, loves Sam Harris and Tim Ferriss and, Fully. you know, all that the intellectual stuff. But there's also another side of me that likes to rip and tear into a few beers every now and then and yeah. call someone a cunt. And, go on, the two, and then go on the two-day. Yeah, I mean, there is a begin. side of me. Um, I've probably killed all those brain cells. I've done yeah. it too many times. You just sound like you're well-rounded <laughs> yeah. rather than just being, you know, one or the other. 
Punters and Dribblers, got some urgent news that Eddie and I need to bring to your attention. Our dear friends at the Batuta Advocate have just released their brand new podcast, Generation Batuta. This is a weekly youth news podcast, mm. okay? Now, it's featuring stories young people care about using hip language in which they're fluent, all right? Very nice to hear. I always like to be spoken to in the language I'm fluent in. That's right. Listen, if people come to me speaking languages in which I'm not fluent... Like Italian? Or French? It's going to make it tough. It makes it tough for me, and it makes it tough for the punter and the dribbler. That's why we speak to them in dribble and yarn. Correct. Otherwise, it'd be like we were talking in tongues. That's right. It's a no-brainer. Yeah. It's an absolute no-brainer. Generation Batuta, it is going to be a force to be reckoned with. Absolutely. Hear all new episodes of Generation Batuta each week for free, only on Spotify, punters, dribblers. G'day, listeners. Louis Burke here with Generation Batuta, the stories that matter to you and the other five members of your share house. Open your ears and blow your minds as our weekly youth program brings you stories about pill testing, climate change, and a cheeky story about sex to make sure you listen until the end. I am, you are, we are, Generation Batuta. Generation Batuta. Tune in now on Desert Rock FM, or if you don't live in Batuta, listen free, only on Spotify. Let's just transition into your post-career, which, um, and you sort of, you mentioned, well, I, I feel like you might know who I'm talking about, but your post-career kind of reminds me a lot of uh, Brendan Sharp, former UFC fighter, in the sense that, you know, uh, had this career, but then post-career, he was an MMA fighter, obviously, yeah, but his post-career um, has arguably been more successful there's uh you've obviously got the the bar in Broadbeach mm. called bloke in a bar yeah called bloke in a bar yeah. and then you've got the bloke in a bar instagram page and you've got your uh podcast yep. which is the locker room um you surely did you when you finished footy did you how long between like retiring or giving it away yep and uh actually starting the podcast like did you did you sort of have this idea um, I always wanted to do like an online show or whatever, but it was never like when you're playing footy, you're so focused on that and you don't really think of anything outside of footy. They're doing a bit better nowadays, but back when I was playing, it was like all it was was footy. But yeah, so I, I quit, um, full, like definitely quit. And then I, yeah, I got a, I did my electric, I was a mature age apprentice, apprentice as an electrician um, down in Wollongong. And so basically um, I was going to play local footy with Nathan uh, Fiend, but they, as soon as I got down there, they said, oh, you're actually working away in Maroolan, which is fucking... Oh, fuck. It's apparently, like, apparently, and this might be just fucking be blokes talking shit, but apparently, on average, it's the coldest place in the country because of the wind chill factor. <laughs> oh, my God. Mate. Wind chill's worse than any actual yes, temperature. Wind chill is the fucking pits. Mate. Yeah. So Maroolan, wind chill will kill you. <laughs> mate, fucking killed part of me, that's for sure. <laughs> fucking killed part of me. Um, so it's in between Wollongong and... and Canberra essentially or, or Goulburn and yeah so we, we went out there and so I'm working in this above ground mine we had to wear like belly clavers like full like everything covered like that's how cold it was, it was fucking freezing um, and so yeah so I basically started that and because I was working two hours away I had to, I couldn't I, I'm like mate Feeney I'm not fucking coming I'm not driving two hours on a Thursday and coming and training like fuck that like no. I don't like look I'd, if it was local sweet anyway he was he was really good so I stayed with the job and I was doing yeah I was doing my mature age apprenticeship um, and did that for three years and I think like six months into it they took our Laha away which is living away from home allowance and so basically they, they pay for you to live locally Yeah, they took that away and just said like 
you know, you sorry. Either, yeah, you can either lose your job or drive an hour and 45 minutes here and an hour and 45 home. Um, and so, yeah, for quite a long time, like I was already listening to podcasts at this stage. This would have been like six, seven years ago. But yeah, by that time, I was driving, yeah, an hour and 45 to work, an hour and 45 to home. Fuck, um, that's a long time. Yeah, just Georgia. before you... Was there a moment there where you... And again, you've got your siblings who are doing crazy shit and you've had this, you know, a very promising career. Yeah. Was there a moment there where you were like, fuck, what's going on here? And again, not that there's anything wrong with the work you were doing, but just that, you know, maybe you would sort of expected more. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was just depressed. Like, when, yeah. you're, when you're depressed, you just thought... That's what I mean, right? So, there was was there that sort of a... Did oh, you have yeah. That I, down? Just, I fucking hated life, pretty much. Right. It was just like... And in my head, I was just like, as a man, you got to get a job. You got to fucking just pull your head in and work. Like yeah. that was a good thing that my father taught me. Like you know, don't fucking suck about it. Like you're depressed. Okay, you wake up every morning. Like, I'd honestly wake up that morning every morning, sit at the end of, end of the bed and be like, I, I can't do this. This is fucked. Um, but it was like uh, again, like I don't want to get into like you know saying depression of this and the whole mental health thing, like whatever. But Mate. in my opinion, I just think you know some people not all of them there's definitely depression don't mm-hmm. get me wrong I'm not fucking saying that but sometimes you just need to fucking harden up and get the job done in my opinion I'm yeah. not saying that about no, the no, actual no. people depressed and that's just the way it was in my head it's do you like, think maybe there's a difference there where it's like some people have depression and some people go through periods of depression where it's like yeah. this is not an ideal situation and it's fucking but I, me- I even feel sometimes like when we fucking focus on it like oh you're depressed like it's this fucking huge deal like it is a big deal but sometimes you exacerbate the problem. Like you, you're making, you're focusing on it instead yeah. of like, okay, this is what it is. You hate your life right now. Fair crack, but just fucking get the job done. Yeah. That's the way I was thinking. Like every day was shit, didn't enjoy it, hated every day. Honestly, there was never a second where I enjoyed it. But that was a point where I was like driving for, for whatever. I was just listening to Joe Rogan and like just for hours, like every fucking, I've, I've listened to Joe Rogan so much I don't listen to him anymore because mm-hmm. I, I kind of heard everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, so even when I get to the work site, I'd have like a long beanie on and have wireless headphones and they'd be hidden underneath my fucking... Nice. Oh, and they nice. didn't know. They didn't know. Oh, very yeah. nice. Very smooth. So like I fucking... Um, mate, that got me through so many days. Like yeah. I, there's no way I'm getting through those days without that. Holy fuck. And I would like... When they would say, oh, go cut 2,000 ties. So that's like anyone that knows electrician, that's fucking torture. Because it's just <laughs> yeah. like... you're literally, And you can't just like cut them normally because I get too sharp and they'll cut people like cable ties are rubber or basically i think or plastic but yeah you cut them and you got to cut them smoothly anyway when they did that i'll be like yeah sweet i'll just fucking listen to a podcast all good and so that's where i was kind of starting to like you know i'd love to kind of do this but i just you know i thought oh, i'd love to do my own and just like every bloke these days now is like oh i'd love to do my own podcast or whatever yeah mm. and then it was like okay well what's my point of difference like yes you do want to interview just anyone and talk about anything but then you're competing against everyone in the world mm. like whereas if i do rugby league i'm just competing against the people in australia and no one's done it before yet so mm. that's when i was like you know what that's my point of difference i maxed out my credit card i think it was like seven grand or whatever got these like this this display walls like i had no money at this stage i think i was on like 900 a week or whatever which isn't bad but like when you're trying to like you're paying seven thousand dollars for this fucking laptop microphones <laughs> yeah, yeah, display yeah. Walls. it's a lot yeah, yeah. fuck yeah <laughs> um and so yeah basically what i so we worked there for at least i think like two years and then they moved us to a coal terminal and that was like the drive wasn't as bad but you're covered a coal, in coal terminal coal terminal yeah and so I was just, so basically that's when it, like I started, I think I started the podcast a little bit in Maroolan, but basically when I got to the coal terminal in Port Kembla, that's when it fully started. And so what I would basically do, I'd be covered in coal, run to the shower, quickly fucking get all the coal off my face, drive up to Sydney, set the display wall up because it was mobile, 
do the interview, drive back home, like hire a hotel. Back to Wollongong. Yeah, from Sydney. Yeah, I go, yeah, Sydney, Wollongong, yeah. Jesus. Um, and and yeah, so like I it just I just and did just that. Wa- and rent a hotel as well. Yeah, get a hotel room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, dude. And then so, yeah, just did that for fucking probably a year, I think. And so that was... And just lining up footy players? Yeah, just like messaging them, like, you don't want to come on and that. And it was just that show at the stage. So what I would do is I'd do that. Then Saturday and Sunday, I would just be editing, like just editing the whole thing and then like back to work Monday or whatever. Um, and yeah, so I did that for at least a year, maybe even two years. I fucking so long ago now. But eventually got to a point where a brand called Moneyball, which is a fantasy sport brand. Yeah, I know them, yeah. Yeah, and so they came to me and said, we'd love to sponsor your show. You've got a very like, you know, strong audience. I, th- I might have been at like 30,000 likes on Facebook. Didn't even have Instagram at that, at that stage. And I was like, yeah, sweet. And they were going to pay me enough for me to quit but it was only like a three month contract everyone was fucking saying like don't quit you've got a year to go I'd gone I'd gone past the hard year of electrical apprenticeship which is like the second year which is like AC motors and shit like that gotten past that you know graduated everyone was saying nah bro just finish your apprenticeship I was like mate even if I finish it, this is not what I'm fucking doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And so I just like, everyone said not to, again, it's just a cliche, you know, they're looking out for me. They're trying to do the right thing. Like, sure. who, you know, who's going to like, what is a, people didn't even know what a fucking podcast was. This yeah. was five years ago. Mm. Um, yeah. So I fucking just, they're not like, feeling the wind chill in Marula. <laughs> yeah. Oh, mate. And, not and, covered in fucking soot and cold <laughs> ass. Every mate, day. every day just like covered. Like I've got photos where I'm just fucking like just cold everywhere. Like, you know, Zoolander. Like, we're <laughs> yeah, that's that what I'm picturing. That's what yeah, that's, that was essentially me, but uglier. And, and so basically I said, fuck it. I'm quitting. Um, and then it was just like from there, from that point on, I had all the time in the world. But even then, I still wasn't like grinding as many hours as I was now. Like I was still, I was still relatively not depressed, but like still in a bit of a funk, still not fully executing and, and working as much as I could. Then it was just like sponsor to sponsor. Then I got a, that they they couldn't afford to pay me anymore. That ended. Then I got like um, William Hill came on board and that was a huge get because like I think Universal Studios and Movie Studios, they approached me about doing some shit together but they, I think they wanted to like own part of the podcast which now I look back on I'm like, you are fucking mental like in the sense of like, you got to have some balls to say no to them owning it. It's yeah, such you said no to Universal. Well, basically like I just said, look, I, like it just, just ended. Like I didn't pursue it. Like they called me in for a meeting. They said to come back with ideas. They said... You know, they wanted to do like events and stuff and all this kind of stuff. And then I just kind of like, because William Hill were there at the same time and they, they were just like, yeah, we'll sponsor you, but we won't own, own any of it or whatever. And so I went with William Hill. More uh, freedom to do what you want. You yeah, don't have someone much. in there going like telling you what you can and can't do. Exactly. And so, yeah, I went with William Hill because I would still own it. Um, it's just weird. Like at the time, you're so naive. You're like, you know, you watch the movies and all the bullshit and you're just like, yeah, I'm keeping ownership of this thing yeah, and I'm going to yeah, make yeah, it. Yeah, like, yeah. Whereas like all the trauma that's happened since then, I'm like, you're a fucking moron. <laughs> um, but anyway, so <coughs> that happened. Then Bet Easy actually bought um, William Hill. Uh, actually, sorry, before that, yeah, we, we, we started the beer, got into about four, like 30 bottles. Then we got an opportunity to take over my, a bar. And so that was like a huge risk for us, but we decided to do it. We made the beer exclusive at the bar. But the problem was, so we had this contract with William Hill, but they got bought, bought out by Bet Easy. 
and so so the, a lot of money that was coming in to like help fund all that stopped immediately because like they're the new they're new guys and they're a big betting agency so you, there's nothing you can say like you can't say look i had a contract with William. yeah like they're just like okay cool yeah like, yeah we'll see you in court bro not a problem mate. yeah like literally not a problem so i was like all right fucking whatever um because they just kept dragging it on and eventually it was at a point where i was like look i'm just gonna move on from this then i just had to focus on the bar um it was with at that point I went through a massive breakup with I was with a girl for six and a half years and that all fucking fell apart. I actually wasn't supposed to be working the bar. She was supposed to be working the bar. I was supposed to be doing the show and all the promo and that. Anyway, we broke up, so I was stuck with this bar that I fucking had no idea how to run. And so I'm wigging out going, bro, I got no idea what's going on here. Um went in there and it was just fucking all hands on deck for like mate, two years just like yeah. or a year and a half of just me in there pouring beers, just fucking trying to get it done probably hurt the show a little bit and the content because i was focused like just trying to fucking keep because like i've got this liability just sitting here that costs yeah, money yeah you started this thing you gotta, yeah you gotta make sure it's working anyway so somehow got that all done and uh yeah long story short like got to the point where i started getting more confident in the content i was creating and then probably like 12 months ago i just like said you know what fuck it like like not, not you know what, fuck it but i just started getting more confident releasing more content because initially i was like who the fuck wants me to post like more than once a day mm. you know whereas like now like you can't give the cunts enough fucking content, yeah, you know? They're eating it up. Um, and I, I, I started to realize, like, it's like a TV channel to them, kind of. Like, you know, they get home at the end of the day and they just fucking flick through your story. They go You're not even the end of the day, mate. Yeah. On the way to work, Take at lunch, at yeah. research, yeah. on the toilet. Like, yeah. mate, people... Look at people's like screen time yeah. metrics and like it's sickening. It's sickening. Mine's sickening. Yeah, mate. Sickening. like everyone's just sickening, sickening, right? Well, I, like I always say this to people. I say like, if you don't believe in the internet yet or social media, or, I mean, it shouldn't even be called social media anymore. It should just be called just like media, media, media. media pretty much. I say if you don't believe in it yet, I want you to sit down and watch TV for as long as you're on your phone tomorrow you'll fucking blow your brains out <laughs> that's a great point you know what i mean yeah and that's not, a great no, point it's a great point blow your brains out and not really, only that you could be on your phone four hours a day mm. more like something yeah. Like, yeah there'd be more to, there'd be to, there'd be days especially when you're home oh sundays bro when i'm bounced <laughs> <laughs> that blows out my weekly average yeah. i'm like fucking eight hours jesus christ <laughs> but even if like like i watch netflix and shit on my phone now so that's like, it in it between Netflix, more than just a social media tool yeah so like in between Netflix yep check Instagram oh yep sweet back to Netflix you know what I mean like yeah. it's this constant it's constantly whereas TV even if an ad does come on you're on your fucking phone yeah, well that's it that's mate it. even when I'm watching Netflix on TV I'm on, on my I'm phone on, yeah. that's it 100% absolutely I'm the same I'm the yeah. same so um, yeah like I just realised like okay well hang on a sec instead of thinking of it like I, even I have to stop thinking of social media and start thinking it as a as network, an online sports network, because um, that's where everyone's attention is, and that's kind of the way I saw it. Probably like twenty four months ago, maybe maybe a little bit less, where I was like, "This is an online sports network." The, the goal from the start was always to build an online sports network. I just thought that that would it would come through a different avenue. So yeah. in the sense of like, you know, I'd have to build a website or whatever. But now I'm I mean, not even convinced about a website. I think everything's going to be based on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. Yeah. Mm. Especially Instagram to TV changed everything. Um, but yeah, so like, basically that's kind of what happened. And then um, now we're here pretty much, yeah. Dude, it's, it's been crazy to see. And also the, uh, as we were sort of talking before, but like the way the NRL community, like players and shit have embraced your sense of humor 
has been, I imagine, something that would be quite gratifying when, almost when, because you've, at the Broncos, you didn't feel accepted, Mate, right? Absolutely. And then now you've got the yeah. entire NRL community well, who are sort of like loving all your, your sense of humor, you know, all your content. Yep getting around you well it's it's like it's weird so, so when I came back to the Broncos even in 2013 so there was a thing called Keith of the Week um, and I swear they kept me in that squad because it was because after they said I'm not going to play first grade I was checked out yeah. didn't want to fucking play so like my footy was shit everything was shit but every single fucking week we'd have Keith of the Week and the boys knew I didn't do this and so everyone tries to protect themselves. So you got to tell a story about something like some dude was telling a chick that he played for the Broncos. What a yeah. fucking gronk, whatever. And so everyone Keith was, is a gronk in this situation. Yeah, yeah, Keith, yeah, 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 yeah like yeah. a Derek. Keith is not a good bloke. Yeah, no, yeah, he's yeah. not a good bloke. You don't want to be Keith. Keith. Dribbler. I mean, yeah. I mean, it depends. Yeah, he, he could be a good bloke. He could be a bloke, he's, uh, but he's done something stupid. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, basically everyone was protecting each other. And so they just like they knew I was lying about the stories, but they would make me tell stories of what I did on the weekend. <laughs> so I'd be like, boys, oh, I was fucking, you know, it was three Sheilas underneath Suncorp on the weekend whilst you were playing and, uh, you know, it got a bit rowdy and then, you know, I would just tell this nonsense yeah, story yeah. and I'd get Keith of the Week. It got to the point where they'd blow up at me if I didn't tell a story. Like, they'd be like, fuck off, Kempy. Don't be, fu- what are you doing? You're fucking dog, bro. You're a fucking dog. And so that's where I started to realise, like, me talking shit, people actually enjoy it. So yeah. that was actually the first instance where I was like, right. oh, fuck, like, me talking nonsense, they, they actually enjoy yeah. it. But even then, I didn't have full confidence. But now, it's, it's, it's actually not gratifying. It's actually like, I'm so insecure about it that I actually get like anxious about it because yeah. I'm like, fuck, these people actually like me this much. Mm. So it's like kind of an overwhelming situation where like you feel yeah, like, like a, a responsibility for I'm it. Not or... a responsibility. I feel like fuck, I can't believe these cunts like me this much. Like I feel like I'm gonna wake up one day and everyone's just gonna be like, nah, bro. Like, what do you reckon? That's why do you reckon that is? That I just think like, it's like you know I got anxiety. bullied through school and right. You know, so like, it's just one of those things where yeah, you've just been like it's just deep deep trauma pretty much yeah. whatever just fuck yeah, whatever yeah. <laughs> it's right. like deep seated trauma that will affect me. no but it, it genuinely it's like I got bullied really badly in school like yeah. all that kind of you know typical whatever mm. um, all through throughout school and so and then obviously when I left and went into footy there was that transition pay, phase where I wasn't necessarily bullied but I didn't know how to handle all the banter and that yeah, yeah. And so, like, I didn't fit in because you're kind of always feeling a little defensive, almost like because you were well, no, like not defensive. Know what to say, but, like, yeah. or you went around it. Yeah. Well, so for example, if you say "fuck me," that's a shit haircut. I just be like, "Oh, well, he said something really mean to me, but I don't, I don't say mean shit. I just be nice." Yeah. So right. it's whatever. But I don't realize it's like they want me to say, "Man, fuck you." You know what I mean? They're actually wanting to interact with yeah, you rather yeah, than yeah. being about it's banter. It's a giggle. banter. Whereas, like, as I got older, I realised that if they're not bantering with you, that's when you have yeah, to worry. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Exactly you're not right. one of the boys then. Yeah. And, and I've seen players get pushed on from first grade squads just because, like, no cunt talks to him because it's like, mate, he's a fucking weirdo. Whereas, like, they are actually trying to get me to fucking engage, engage in that. And yeah. because I wasn't a dickhead, I was still a good person, but I yeah. just didn't engage because I was like, oh, I'm not going to say something mean. Like, I haven't been brought up to say mean stuff. Yeah, I didn't understand the culture. And you went around exactly. exactly i didn't get it all yeah, you never said that yeah. shit in soccer oh my god no way <laughs> um and so yeah with the, with the footy thing it's just the best word in my opinion is humbling like it's yeah. like oh shit okay like if i go out and you know people say you you know i love you whatever stuff like it's just like fuck really yeah like you know what i mean yeah, like, yeah. really you really like me that much like, bah, bah, bah. and i was like so it's yeah, humbling of, I, I mean and this I hope it doesn't sound <coughs> contrived at all or like disingenuous, but it's like, that's quite a fantastic story to hear about, like, you know, where you go through such heavy shit at school and, you know, now you've got all this amazing support. 
because off the back of like your fucking talent and your ability yeah. but like it's kind of nice to hear you just sort of being like overwhelmed by it being like it actually kind of wigs me out oh mate a hundred percent because again it, it's i'm it's not like i'm some popular kid that grew to get used to it mm. it's like i even struggled in footy and it was the later years where i really was accepted by the boys but again like there's a part of me that's is a loner because i've had to be a loner like you know there was a lot of new years where the my schoolmates would be doing shit and i wasn't invited so like you kind of have to get used to it mm. and so readjusting to you know when you engage with people you've got to give them something that they enjoy kind yeah. of thing so yeah it's 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 just fucking humble i'm just stoked man i, I think it's, i'm actually appreciative of everything that happened before because it makes me realize how lucky i am yeah. like fuck these cunts actually love what i do you are the luckiest cunt in the fucking world yeah. like, I, i'm not saying that as some like cliche like you can ask my missus and um you know my other boyfriends and that like you can ask them <laughs> and they will tell you like i genuinely like man i'm fucking the luckiest cunt in the world so yeah. Do you get do you get hit up much and stopped often in the street? Like, is it is it sort you know of that about, sort of piece, bro? You know what's fucked about that question is oh, there's no way of answering that without being a wanker. No, no, but I'm but I'm asking yeah, no, but I'm asking seriously, like, mate, fucking people are into you. People think you're funny. You got yeah. a good following. Like people but like your content. You've got a and bar, so it's like the dribblers know where to find. But mate, you. like dribblers, bro. Like you know, we call and our we fucking, say that in a in a, in in a positive way. We call our fucking listeners punters and dribblers, right? The dribblers, if they've had a couple, especially if they see you like they'll want to have a chat they want to have a yarn mate, it's um it's, it's and i'm just, like we we see everywhere like i got out of my car and this dude comes over he's like fuck mate love your shit <laughs> got out of my car to the post office yesterday a woman came over said i follow on instagram like yeah i literally awesome. ga i gave that random dude a six pack and some shirts i was like he have some because i was in the boot getting your fucking beer <laughs> i was like fuck he have this bro no it's 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 pretty dramatic like it's it's, they, it's actually more, rolling into the bar as well like it's actually more than when i played footy swear to god i bet it is bro 100 it's, it's, it's bizarre i would like i don't think it's uh unfair to say that you are absolutely far more famous and well known now than even when you played footy yeah it's it's because again it was only 80 minutes on a fucking a week on yeah. tv and like when you're playing footy now I, it's like every day when i'm taking a shit i can see what you're up to yeah and i, th I think it's, it's just what you said then like footy is like i'm in a team and i might be a good player whereas this is you're following specifically me yeah do you know mm. what i mean yeah so like whereas like footy like oh yeah he's one of my favorite players he's one of the broncos or whatever whereas it's like you've chosen to follow and you're gonna see me fucking rough head every day or whatever yeah. um Mate, I'm fucking just so like I don't even know how to like if I could put it into words. If the English language had enough words to express how I felt and how lucky I feel, I would. But I genuinely just just imagine everything you've ever dreamed of, it came true. That's you know awesome. what I mean? Yeah. As a normal bloke, that's fucking what I'm feeling right now. Like obviously I still have a lot of work to do, but I'm just the same guy, same guy sitting behind his desk at the moment that's starting something. Everything is, seems to be happening the way you hoped it would, and it's happening. That's fucking how I feel. That's sick, bro. That's awesome. That's the dream, <laughs> That's mate. Fantastic. That's what I mean. That's, That's the Aussie dream, mate. That's, That's it. The dream. That's the dream. And now you've got the beers out and you've got the merch. Can I say, oh. there's something just recently, like, well, like, and relatively recently, but there was something, like, just in terms of your content, like, you got like a real aesthetic about it so like the way bloke looks and yep. the sort of color scheme and the sort of things you're doing where it's like uh and more recently like with players at the end of games where it's like good blokes and like yep. who have played well all that shit just is so fucking good i remember seeing it being like this looks fucking dope this so speaks to on. me mate this this beer packaging 
is Mate. unbelievable. Yes, right. but was there was there something here where did you? Is this all you? Do nah, you spend, nah. deal with someone who's like helping you yeah. come up with logos and designs? So and what I did was um, I went to quite a few different people and I said like you know I you know I want to spend X amount of dollars to get the everything right for the beer and and the branding as a whole. Yeah. Um, and and there was a few places that like look once you we you give it to us this is ours to do. I was like, nah, no, nah, no, nah, you don't know the footy community like I do. So, it's, it's, and these are big guys that done fucking huge branding. But I was like, you don't get the boys the way I get the fucking boys because I'm fucking <laughs> one of the boys. Mm. I essentially said that to yeah. him. I said, look, this is not going to be you take it and you think you're going to tell me what what's good and yeah, yeah. you know. No, I said, mate, like this is not. I'm not some executive coming to you with a company going, please make a brand for this demographic. Yeah, I'm literally a guy that is in the sheds with the fucking boys. I know what we like. So I went to this place called Alter in Melbourne, which is ironic because it's in fucking Melbourne. <laughs> And I said to them, like, I said, this is, this is what I think. They said, look, we can work as closely as you want. And as soon as they said that, I was like, sweet. They said, come back to us with, like, what, what you think. And I literally, I said, this is what I feel. I took, like, all 80s and 90s footies. Fuck, I said, yeah. back when blokes were blokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spot on. Everyone wants, nost- no one, nostalgia is actually a positive word. We yeah. don't actually think about it like that. But no one ever has nostalgic negative vibes. Never. No. No. So that was one of the, the like, you don't think about all the shit footy that happened in the 80s or 90s. You think about all the fucking great footy that happened. You know what I mean? There yeah, was yeah, yeah, shit yeah. games oh, in the 80s. Of course they were. Yeah, they fucks will play them sometimes and I'm like, bro. This is terrible. Exactly. And so that's what I said. Look, So the three pillars of our brand are bloke, um, nostalgia and footy. And I just took all these pictures to them and said, like, this is the vibe I'm going for. Tell me what you can do with it. And they came back. That was the first fucking thing they came back with, with that that logo, the writing. And I said, on top of everything I've given you, you need to make it so that I can do everything on my phone. So everything is just boom. Like if something happens, put all the font and everything that you yeah. see, it all can be done like boom, 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 like that. And so they came back and they're called Alter in Melbourne. So if anyone's looking, they're fucking incredible. Yeah. Like incredible. They don't even, bro, they don't even know rugby league and that's what they fucking come up and with. And so, but you'll be able to knock up all those things that's on your gram where it's like, you know, a, the good bloke shit from a game. The, like there's you the can... player card. So I went to them and said, I want like FIFA kind of cards and yeah. old school footy cards, but a digital version of them. Yes. And that was only recent that I went to them. So that needs to be on a PC, yeah. but everything else you see is all done on phone. Like That's it's just boom. It's, How good's that? Mate. I've got to say the bloke typography. Yes. Couldn't be more perfect. Bloke. Oh, yeah. It just, like it's... if that typography isn't called like bloke font, <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's I look at that and I'm like, yep. Yeah, absolutely. And absolutely. it just shows you how talented, like, to come back with that on the first fucking go, yeah, yeah, yeah. these guys are fucking talented. Like, and they, you know, when you go into a place and they're very like, not artsy, but you know, they're they're not me. That's for fucking sure. Yeah. Um, but you that you can tell they got that just that fucking eye. And every time I send them something, they just say send it back. And essentially, the first go, they just I'm just like, mate, you've fucking you've nailed, you've it. nailed it. You've absolutely nailed it. Yeah. So as I said, they oh, I'm not couldn't be more happy. They worked like I was very like picky and anal about it all because I was like look you, you need to understand that I know this fucking demo like this is me I need to look at that can and go I fucking need to hold that in my hand yeah. and then, I want to yeah. drink that fucking bad yeah. boy yeah. and I want to drink that well bad we boy. will be tonight yeah, I'm, yeah, looking forward to, I'm looking 100%. forward to hearing what you think about the taste what's oh, yeah. your have you got any sort of ones that maybe not keeping secret but any other sort of plans or anything that you've sort of got or any sort of uh, northern north star is a term I've heard a little um, recently where it's like you've got something where you want to get to or you just sort of how much of what you're getting to and these next sort of barrier, like hurdles you're getting to are mapped out and then ones where you sort of go like, you know what, maybe I'll just try a beer and then you sort of get into that or like, let's get some merch going and then you sort of... Um, see, like I, I've got a theory about like the, the short-term goals and it's it's very like contrary in the sense like you got to have short-term goals and that. Mine's more just like you just rip in every fucking day 
and you're going to get the same result. Like goals aren't going to change if you're working as hard regardless. Yeah. And so my theory is every fucking like every day you need to release content that gets five, six, seven thousand likes. Like if I don't get a post a day in one in in one day that doesn't get a five thousand like, I feel like I've under delivered and underperformed personally. Um, like on my content creation. Yeah. Um, and so like, yeah, I'm just redlining every day pretty much. Like I, I feel like it, it's planned in the sense like, you know, this is what my demo might like. Like yeah. this is what footy likes. They fucking, mm. they just want a big bloke on a shirt. They don't want to fucking get it all fashion and all this yeah, fucking yeah, weird yeah. colors and that. Um, don't get me wrong. There's plans in the sense that like, but at the same time, it's like, there's a beer. That's the design. Now we just fucking rip in. There's yeah. no like, oh, this amount by this time or, or fucking yeah, um, yeah I mean I'm sure as we get bigger that, look I'm not sitting here saying that I know better than fucking huge CEOs that have been way more successful than me but for me me personally the way I work is just every day is game day like yeah. it sounds fucking so cliche but that, that's what it feels like for me every what, day is what does day. a day like an average day look like for you in now um, so basically probably wake up about probably wake up about 3am have a cold chat no yeah yeah get, yeah, Jeff get Jeff yeah, yeah, yeah. No, get no. Jeff Core engaged <laughs> to be honest like I wake up at 8 and I'm working until usually about 10 at night but that doesn't necessarily mean I'm fucking sitting there like manual labour or whatever like, yeah. I'm, like I'll be like I might edit for 6 hours of those days or 4 hours um, I might be tracking news, news things answering comments um, I might be answering like legal stuff or you know tax staff or um you know putting together the you know i've got cartons that need to come from aurora in melbourne they need to get to hawkers logistics mm. freight um the bar i have to oversee uh, saturday sundays i'll go to the bar and i'll pour beers and that so like it's just from from the moment i wake up i'll check my and i'm, I'm on then yeah you know so are you a bit of a one-man band in that regard like have yeah. you got someone helping you out no nah, it's all me yeah. i hired my first person um two weeks ago so He's he's been out repping the beer, but everything you see on the social media, absolutely everything you've ever seen, has been done by me, created by me, or reshared, you know, from someone else by me. Shit. Are you doing that day to day your content, or do you do like content plans nah, for a month I, or a week? I, or again, this is a fucking probably stupid, but and it's a bit airy fairy. But I kind of feel like if you schedule, and I could be wrong, you like I like to really feel what the community's doing like mm. if I've scheduled stuff I'll I'll be I'll have a tendency like a scheduled oh yeah sweet and I'll forget about it you're off the off the pulse of yeah the, a little bit on. whereas like if I'm constant like okay, I'm post like I'm constantly on the pulse whatever is fucking bi- okay like big story comes out about the troll I was going to put something you know up about how good he is two a week's time boom put it up now yeah um whereas like if you schedule and you kind of lose the opportunity that's the thing with social media it's so instant you miss that opportunity yeah. you miss fucking three thousand likes and it sounds like you know likes have been so associated with instagram models but it's engagement you miss huge amounts of engagement mm. if you're not on the polls so i can tell you what fans fucking froth on i can tell you what they you know aren't like what players they don't really like i can tell you players that you know, a 300 game veterans, but they just don't seem to engage. Like people just don't seem to, you know, engage in that sort of, yeah. Um, and I feel like, again, I, I don't know what scheduling is. I've tried a little bit, but I personally just, I just want to stay in constantly in that zone. Fluid Who, and reactionary. Yeah. What's yeah. Going yeah. On? Who's the big needle mover at the moment? Oh, well, Caelan, you put a ponga, you put a ponga post up. Fucking whatever. You just goes. Yeah, mate. They just, he, he's the biggest superstar in the game. Um, but like 
like hectic cheese, which is Brandon Smith from Melbourne. Yeah, song. yeah, people yeah, love funny. fucking the that cheese. Funny. Um, but also, like the good thing is with cheese, he come out and played incredible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You want to sit there going, yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Victor Adley, people fucking love Victor yeah. Adley. Do um, they? Fucking, okay. they yeah. love Victor Adley, mate. He is he's a cult hero, similar-ish to Andrew Johns. Like that's the vibe I get from. Yeah, like if he cheeky. Goes, Mate, cheeky, cheeky can say loose. shit that other people can't say. Like, yeah. if people said, like, he, he had an interview and he said, like, any girls are open, hit me in my DMs. If any other bloke said that, mate, you're a wanker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Victor Adley says it. The boy's like, yeah, what a fucking mad dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah. You know, I think it's because he, like, it's not like he's some mad sort or whatever, but he, a lot of chicks like him. A I'm lot sure. of chicks that follow my page froth Victor Adley because it's that Aussie larrikin. Yeah. Um, which I don't think gets enough raps to be quite honest. If no, I'm being honest, yeah. Aussie larrikin, girls love it. Yeah. I'm just going to say that to make no, myself no. feel better. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Victor Radley, Cam Murray, um, obviously the constant running joke. He's a fucking well, he's hot sort. as fuck. Oh my god, he God-y. is ridiculous. Right, <laughs> you know what's weird? So I had him on my show, and he rocked up, and I'd like had an idea of what he looked like, but I just was impressed by his talent. And he rocked up. He had his hair slicked back, and I swear to God, the first thing I thought was like, "Fuck, he's a good sword." <laughs> yeah. And that doesn't happen many with footy players. No, well, exactly. it's literally the fucking opposite. Like, wow, that's a rough head. Yeah. But he rocked up, and I was like, "Fuck me, this cunt's good looking." Because I didn't really, because this, I had him on the podcast before he had his break out year yeah no, I mean, okay. I'm not trying to fucking well you had Volkanovski as well which is one where before they sort of killed it I'm like fuck dude that's a great one well, you, the, the thing with like I I I think I think I could be wrong but because I have been in sport for so long I've got a really good eye for seeing who genuinely has it mm. like I, I had Victor Radley on before he was big uh, Cameron uh, obviously Cam Murray like you know he's playing in a role but he was definitely he's only played like set, you know 11 games or whatever yeah. Volkanovski I know fighting so I just knew like some people you can see they're at that elite level you can see they have the elite ability where some people they might be like you know locally decent but you can just see they don't have elite that elite level sometimes I might be wrong um, ask my missus it's fucking all the time um, <laughs> but yeah like I, I, I think I just have a, a pretty decent eye for seeing who who's going to kick on and who's not going to kick on yeah. I mean I could be wrong but well, fuck, you've been all right. Fuck so whoever. It's not a bad eye to have, mate. It's not a bad eye to have. Now, look, as we uh, as we come to the, sort of the concluding stages of the podcast, we've got a couple of things that we like sort of, you know, what are they called? Benchmark questions yep. that we like to run by our guests. It gives real insight. Well, Tom. it gives real insight. Now, look, me and Eddie, obviously not noted athletes these days, but we like to sort of run every guest through a metric that can compare us to athletes. Okay. So do you remember, I hope so, what your best beep test score was? Oh, man. Best beep test. No, I heard you, were in, you mentioned a national champion cross-country runner, so that it's, did that shocked me uh, early. That I rat, honestly think, me. and I, I, I honestly can't remember, I think it was like 15.5 or something like that. Ooh. That's a good one. That might that's, be our best so far. I think it is. I think, you oh, got, no, well, Fanger finished it. Oh, that's true. Well, that, I don't believe that, but... He got well, pretty. He, I think he got to like twenty. Fanger got into the twenties, I believe. Yeah. But he, at the time, was like Nick Phipps wallet from yeah. Wally. A big engine, big yeah. engine. But I got fifteen neat when I was at school, and so I used. I liked. I liked this question because it bench up <laughs> benchmarks me against the very best. Right? Well, I mean, but uh, you're, to, to you're, be fair, I was also at school when I did the fifteen five. Well, okay, yeah, but well, you're above me. On the power metrics, it's all right. You know what's weird is like I got a twelve five, but I was a Ford. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But to be to be fair. Like, um, like, 
the beep test, like every year, I would be injured. So I might have got less when I was heavier. You know what I mean? So maybe it was less when I got older. Yeah, but, but if you got 15, five, that's all that matters. Yeah, it doesn't I mean, matter okay. if you got it when you were fucking 12. Okay. Dude. That's yeah. It's on the board. It's, okay, on, the it's board. on the board. Okay. And there will be a board made yeah, in time. We're gonna, we'll make it up. Um, the other one, which is, I, I don't know if we've asked, this might be a, the second time we've asked this one, but this is just off the back of. Um, sort of a, the ritual that we sort of talk about or we've been speaking about recently of like when you're hung over trying to break down the uh, the you know the perceptions of masculinity <laughs> and also like a renaissance a around. renaissance of the, the our favourite film genre which is the rom-com oh. yeah. particularly if we're bounced out which we're hung over. for those that don't know means hung over but do you have a favourite romantic comedy a romantic comedy um you know what? It's, can it just be a romance? Of course it can. Hundred percent. You know what I used to love is Tristan and Isolde. You know what? I I just know that from the ads, or because it used to be on like before movies. In yeah, the, like, on the VHS. Yeah, Tristan and Isolde. James Franco was in it, I think. Okay. Um, but also uh, Pride and Prejudice with Kira Knightley. Holy shit! Okay, didn't these are some it. new entries. Yeah, I like this, it. but it's good to have fresh content. Absolutely, add yeah. these to your Sunday and staples, days, baby. Um, this is I mean, good stuff. Yeah, Pride and Prejudice. Uh, nothing beats a good love story. Blokes want to fucking they want to pretend like they don't love their misses. That's and, it. You know they pretend, but you fucking love your misses. Yeah. And we love to love love I think more than we're, we're oh we love to love love yeah, absolutely yeah, absolutely. yeah. Um, what's the other one I used to have a fucking really you know what this is controversial but notebook didn't really do it for me Oh, that is controversial and I'm almost going to have to kick you out <laughs> I loved the notebook didn't, honestly, I watched it the other night I'm not even joking but look you know that's that's, that's the power the of the rom-com, rom-com though yeah. is that you're allowed to to like different things yeah what didn't do it for you about the notebook if you don't mind me asking I, I didn't just, like it when they came back into modern well I just thought it was like you know a lot of it was like it's just stupid like in the sense of just get it done mate you know what I mean like the the letters not going and then all this kind of shit I mean it was pre-Instagram though Dan you have to remember that letters was his only way to keep in contact there was a war there was a whole it was a tumultuous time I mean a bit of a war a bit of a fucking detour (laughs) a bit of a detour but I mean it's not going to stop love is it boys come on no you're right right. right. the the silliest scene in the notebook is when he's on the Ferris wheel and he's like letting go oh dangling he's he's dangling and threatening to let go unless she goes out with him if you did that today uh, then you're a sexual harassment yeah Yeah, you're you're a problematic individual (laughs) very problematic you're on lists (laughs) watch lists you might even be cancelled yeah yeah, fuck it cancelled well mate look thank you so much for coming on I speak for both of us this is uh, without doubt probably my favourite interview we've had on here man I just appreciate how honest you've been and like hearing your story is super interesting congratulations on all your success thank you it's been awesome to see bloke in a bar beer where can people get it we are announcing on Sunday, but it'll be in 100 bottles across New South Wales and Queensland and ACT. So you should be able to find a way, unless you live in fucking, you know, central Queensland. We're working yeah. on it. Yeah. Can you buy it online? You, We have it in one stockist online. Uh, we just have to, they deliver to main cities. So again, I don't know if you can get out in the countries and that. Yeah. Do, your, do your own research. Do your own research on that. We'll announce on uh, Sunday night. So very exciting. Very, I mean, it's just weird. Like, I'm, like launching my own beer. That's yeah. fucking weird. That's sick, bro. And That's the merch as well. Weird. Is that. Uh, yeah, I mean, we that. do pre sales. Again, this is just like a side thought, if I'm being honest. Like, this is like, oh, I'm sure they'll enjoy it. Because um, a lot of people say, like, you know, can you, you should bring out merch. And I'm like, oh, yeah, sweet. But yeah, we'll we'll do like another pre-sale maybe or something. So currently sold out of merch. But well, we just did a pre-sale. So like whatever was purchased, Sorry. we ordered, and then so gotcha. it's all closed down. You can't buy anything now. But yeah. we do have plans. You know, like the goosey, and for example, a bit of a scoop here. I've said it before, but this is a bit of a scoop. And next year, maybe 
potentially um, will be called the Goosey. Ah, oh, great. And it will be a mid-strength beer. And the the line will be give your hangover the Goosey. Fuck yeah. Love it. That's I awesome. love it. That's awesome. It's good stuff. The oh, Goosey's no, hilarious, mate. Bro. It's, it doesn't matter. Like I see probably 100 a day and I laugh every time. Dude, yeah. They're good. <laughs> they're the best. Because it's mate. just so silly as yeah. well. And these and the context where people are doing it in public or like some chick like Gooseying through like a Macca's line, like stepping yeah. through people. You're like, this is just... Mate, you know when it fucking hit me when I was like, what is happening is when um, Steve Smith and... Um, Oh, the gun batter that just had a sick Marnus Marnus did a fucking goosey in the middle of a test match <laughs> against New Zealand there you go and I swear Steve Smith said goosey to him before he did it <laughs> maybe not but I'm just gonna fucking take Dude, it now Smudge is a leaguey man I'm yeah. reckon no no he, no he loves the chalk. Yeah, he loves big it. Mate, fan. when I seen that he's I always was, in the fucking locker rooms yeah. and shit loves oh, it well, when I seen that I said to my missus I said this is fucking crazy that's the t- that's a test match yeah. I know it's New Zealand so it's, it the, it's the Don Reincarno yeah. 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 people are goosing on in the middle of a test yeah. match yeah and I was like like and that, so the all black city as well and that's when I was just like this is just like this is a viral movement and I'm in I'm in it this is yeah. weird you know like it's, yeah. you, you think about the concept of like it's no longer yours either anymore like you started it right so but it's, it's completely just, yeah. but then it just it the, they take it, like it yeah takes and, you lo- it's, and it's just like this crazy you know you, you see other people in viral movements and you're like that's you know that's crazy that you you were the first one to I mean I did, I wasn't the first one to goosey let's fucking be real clear about that no but you like you you made it funny like you acknowledged it. I put, and look, was I was your... a lover of, I was a connoisseur of the goose. Yeah, just say that. a goosey yeah. connoisseur. Yeah, for absolutely. Sure. Uh, what was it, David Campisi? He was the first fucking. Was he the first goosey? Oh, I don't know. Like, I thought it would be one of the Fijians. Well, yeah, I think it, like Siva or something like that. Uh, 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 that's almost the, that's like, almost the ad for the beer. Sivi Vatu, the history I think of the goosey. Yeah, well, you know what? I actually had done a bit of research. It actually started as a Prussian military drill. Is that right? Uh, the goose step. Yeah, yeah. Fucking hell. I mean, well. Do love me goosey. No, but yeah, you have gone deep on the goosey. Have you got, is there, just before you go, there, who's like, have you seen someone follow your page and be like, holy shit. Oh, some of the All Blacks follow my page. Um, so that was like a bit, I mean, it's it's hard because like even, like I still get stoked when NRL players follow it, you know, and they're yeah. like my mates. So um, to be honest, I just fucking get stoked. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I'm just fucking stoked. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, honestly, like it's just, it's just, fu- I can't believe it. I just, it doesn't seem real. Honestly, I feel like every day I wake up and that's going to be that day where like cunts will be like, nah, he's really just a fuckwit. Like, do you know what I mean? That's what it fucking feels <laughs> like. So, well, yeah. mate, I don't think that's happening anytime soon. <laughs> I so. Again, congratulations. Thanks for coming on. Really do appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Uh, grand final winner. Manly. Manly. Fuck yeah, we're Manly fans, dude. Uh, <laughs> Love that. Tommy Trevojevic, stays Love healthy. That. They'll win it. All right. Thanks Cheers, brother. Thank Good you. on you. Could you two just not talk anymore?